This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 587 with guest Dave McCabe, recorded on October 12th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a thunderstorm-like. It's kind of weird to be in October and have thunderstorms rolling through, but that's happening tonight. And, of course, we'll post the show with some world-class show notes. We're backed up well, so the show's not going to go anywhere. Out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Big thanks to Bob and Ryan who joined me last week from ThinkComputers.org. It's a miracle I didn't buy anything after that show. Usually those guys talk me into something. I didn't do it. Uh, but if you want to catch that show, it's out there now. Uh, head out to uh, theaverageguy.tv slash HGG586. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you're finding value in the podcast and you want to give back, and a bunch of you do, appreciate you doing that, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I mentioned him earlier. It's always great to be with them. He is my best friend in podcasting. Dave McCabe is here. Dave, welcome back. Hello, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good good to have you. I know Uyghur's not around anymore, so I can say that. I can say you're my best friend in podcasting. Uh, I always enjoy coming back, though. And I, I always enjoyed speaking with Uyghur, too. We went through yeah. some crypto. Yeah, me, we did. Me, you, and him back in the yeah, day. We did. I think I leave, I remember leaving your house at some point installing a gpu or something right we did so you could do some that's crypto? right yeah 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 you initially got me and uh did we go out and buy us i think we GPU? went out to fries Fry, yeah 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 and bought a gpu came one. back and put in a uh, nice hash we stayed up late that night i had an early something flight. went wrong yeah. yeah yeah you were taking me to the airport early yeah and it's across it. town. Fishers is way up north. The airport is way down south. Yeah. It's and uh so we got up super early. You dropped me at the I think that's the last meetup. And uh, God, it's hard to think we've been doing it that long. I know. I know. <laughs> a lot of things have changed. A lot a lot has. And a lot has stayed the same. I mean, um, you know, there there's listen, in the last couple of years, you've kind of gotten into the the wood shop, right? You're working on that. What's been amazing to watch you go through that is those tools, they've gotten a little more high tech in what they're doing, but they're still kind of, it's still table saws and routers. And I mean, I watch these guys online do this stuff and there's a few more jigs, right? And, <laughs> and different kinds of things you can do, but that hasn't changed a lot. Would you, would you agree or disagree with that statement? You think there's a lot of technology in the Oh, workshops? you know, the, the, the basics have remained the same and, and, and these guys with their YouTubes, you know, they are honing this, this skill uh, towards technology and uh, the, the things that are coming out now. I mean, obviously everybody has, has seen the hot dog table saw where if you touch the, the blade and it, it'll just, the, the blade just drops into the table. You don't, you don't cut your finger off and change your life forever, forever. But there are uh, handheld CNCs, you know, by Shaper Tools, and there are router tables that you can, that are just amazing. And there's all kinds of neat stuff. And I used to, um, you know, when we were in the in the technical world, 
part of the part of the allure of the whole thing is the research, the reading, the comparing, and the acquiring. You know, gadget acquisition was always a thing. It was like, I have a new thing, right? I have something to do this weekend because I have to do this thing. And woodworking, and much like photography, I found as well, it's it's really really similar where it's it's an acquisition of a tool and you use that tool and you practice that tool and then then you add that tool into your your arsenal of uh of tools to make tables or you know whatever you're mm-hmm. making and, or, or designs like a that's over my shoulder here if you're watching the video you hey there's your sign i forgot about that me. yeah yeah no, you, you know that, that just blended much. right in jim i yeah. completely spaced on that that's, yeah. that's no awesome. it's uh proudly displayed there over my left shoulder and uh and, and and that's a cool i mean it's a super cool like you made that and for me that's I mean, that's special. It's special to me that, you know, you took the time to do the art. I don't, I don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. I've kind of realized I'm kind of an instant guy and I like to do a lot of things instantly, but I, I, I don't do very well on the, the long-term projects, mm-hmm. right? Cause you got to bring some patience to it. I think you talked about that last time you were on, right? Yeah. One, yeah. One of my most favorite things to do is just to get that idea in your head and you're like, Ooh, I bet you I could do that. I, I bet you I could draw that. I bet you I could create that. And it starts It starts with technology, Jim. I mean, it's crazy the amount of software that I've had to learn, you know, to get into um, this makerspace, especially with that CNC drawing that you have there. You know, we had to, it wasn't that hard, but you have to trace all of that. You got to put it on the screen and then you have to hone that, you know, because it's never perfect and you want it to be perfect. Your, your G in gadget geats, you know, it has some defined lines and, and corners and they all have to be the same, you know, ratio of curve or otherwise it's not going to look good. So, mm-hmm. cause that's not a font, Jim. Right. You know, someone had to draw that. You're you outlined it, right? Yeah. You outlined it for yeah. the CNC and, and you can't see it on the camera now, but if with the light shining on it, you can kind of see some of the back, I don't know what you'd call it, shadows of some things that the CNC did to kind you of. You can see some it. of the tool path. Yes. That's you. under that paint. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's really hard to get rid of. You have to sand for days and days and days <laughs> and days to get in there. And I get better at that, but it's really hard in those little spaces like that one right there. Last time we had you on and I bought one of those, you were making some, some bar, you know, some, um, you know, for a smoker, for a, for a drink, for a cocktail, you had some charcuterie boards. How's that going? Did you, is that going where you want it to go? Um, I would obviously you always want more, but, um, that's one of my drinkware is one of my most popular items, uh, if you will. And it's, it's two things, Jim. I, I design for Etsy and I sell the digital programs, the digital plans, but I also sell locally. Not, I don't go to craft fairs or anything. I don't extend myself that way, but I will, you know, show it around and people know that, you know, they can get some of their wares here. And I've, I've made uh, shot trays and, uh, 
there's a certain, I, I don't even know the name of it, but there's a bourbon glass that's a certain size and bell shaped. And I, I make, uh, trays that hold those specifically and, and customization. That, that's the big key where you can put their last name on it, or you can put the restaurant name or the bar name. And, uh, yeah, I can either see and see that, or I can laser that. And a lot of the times I'll do a little bit of both. I'll cut something out of walnut, you know, put some shot glasses in it, uh, put a lime tray where you can put limes in it. And then I'll finish that all up and then I'll laser in a name or a logo or something, you know, for someone and uh, just personalize it. Give me for folks who weren't around the last time we talked about this, if they wanted to get plans or some of the products I bought from you, maybe one of the first on your store, I think pretty close. Yeah. I think maybe you were, it's working pretty well. The, you know, it's a smoker, right? It's a drink Mm -hmm. smoker. So you ship me the, the, it's a, just round piece goes over the glass, got a hole in it, puts wood chips on the top, fired up with the, with a torch and it shoots smoke down into the drink. We've used it quite a few times. It's still doing oh, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whiskey smoker. Yeah. And um, uh, I've smoked a lot of apple juice in testing <laughs> when I, when I was cutting though. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I sell the, I sell the plan, but I also sell the actual uh, white Oak uh, smoker itself. And I'll, I'll bundle that up with some Oak, uh, wood chips and I never have um I never have branched out to other chips. Jim, is there any other flavor? A uh, cherry'd I mean, be good or I could throw in some cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Cher- you know, with drinks you got it some people think mesquite, but that's more of a meat kind of thing. You okay. could you could you it just depends on like your your own mm-hmm. kind of your own palate on the apple apple wood would be really good okay if i yeah if i just got to get a hold of that and i have a certain way that i do it i i have to clean a machine completely to get out yeah. you know in case i've run through some maple or some oak or you know whatever so i can have it perfect and then uh i start running that just manually and i capture all that it's not dust it's actual chips I have to get it to a point where right, I'm making right. a chip. Yeah. And a small one. I mean, yeah. very, it needs very to be small. Right. I, I mean, I right. tested with so many different sizes and which I shouldn't yeah. have. I should have just said, Hey, get your own chips. But <laughs> I still but, have the bag you gave me. Well, I mean, you know, if you're yeah, successful, so if, generous. yeah, if you get a brand new car and they don't put gas in the tank, you're just sitting there like, well, what yeah. do I do with it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Our big box liquor store, you know, selling those now. Okay. I'm glad I got yours, but you can get chips there too. If you go to the, if you go to that, the, you, if you want to get them there, you can, but um, it, it was, listen, it was, it was neat for me to get it from you. You shipped it to me with some screens and, and chips. And we use that thing uh, uh, pretty frequently as the fall is coming on. We'll use it more yeah. as we go out and do cocktails uh, around, yeah. the, around the fire. If you go to Etsy.com, search Dave McCabe works, uh, woodworks. You yeah. can find that, that there. Do you have a site as well dedicated to that? Or yeah, is it actually, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> no, um, warped boards, like warped bent boards, warpedboards.com. That's my, uh, website and it is a Squarespace. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, uh, it gives you, I, 
I've this is a journey I've also followed you on, and so it's been fun to see you get a little bit here, building some cabinets there. We'll maybe talk about that here in a little bit. Um, some cabinets here, some charcuterie boards, you know, the, the the drinks. You mentioned to me though that you went 3D printer, and this is a 3D printer is something like I know I want it. I can never pull the trigger. Every time I get close to pulling the trigger on it, I'm like, I am never going to use this thing. Why? Because it takes too much work. You got to plan for things. I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. But uh, obviously, because you have a wood shop, you are. Why, what, why a 3D printer? What are you doing with it? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I, I used to go to CES all the time. And I would go through the 3D printing aisle. And I would just covet. I'm just like, I want one of these. And um, I never felt like I was qualified to do it. And uh, I was always, always going to walk up to him and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I Give me a 3D printer and we'll figure it out. We'll do videos or something. And uh, I never did it. I never pulled the trigger because it was, it was always difficult. If you looked up what these guys had to do and to perform every time they printed something. It was always a hassle. You always had to level the bed and you always had filament problems and heat problems and hot end problems. And it was just, it was a mess, Jim. It was a mess. So I always waited and I watched and waited. And then I found a company Last year, around this time, I had a Kickstarter. And I was like, I'm going to watch this because what they're saying is shooting that puck to me, to the consumer that I am. And I've been burnt by Kickstarters before, so I did not invest the money into their into their first machine. But I watched that first machine come out. And it it had some hiccups and it had some troubles and it got refined and software improved. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, this is a good machine. And then they came out with their second machine. Right. So they started iterating and then they started uh, pushing the technology down farther and farther in price. Now we're talking about machines that 3D printing were 200, 300, $500, right? You could get into a, a machine, you know, you buy a $500 3D printer and you're, you're golden, right? What normally happened is you bought a 200 or $300 3D printer and you put $500 worth of add on parts onto it just yeah. so it would work, right? right? But what these guys were doing is they were trying to be the Apple of the 3D printing world. You take it out of the box, you click a few buttons, you attach something, the door, whatever, something very easily out of shipping. You open their software, highly, highly moderated and curated software to that machine and you hit print. And instead of a big glob of spaghetti filament, you got yeah. a print right now that that company and anybody that's followed 3d 3d printers right now this company is either loved or hated is a, a company out of china called bamboo labs and they came out with the x1c x1 carbon 
Um, and then they came out with the P1P. Their third machine was the P1S. And now they have an even more entry-level machine called the A1. Now, what these guys have done is, Jim, back in the day, you know what the 3D printer looks like. It's got the flatbed. It's got an X and a Y, or it's got a, a Z. And then the the bed moves like this. It was called a bed slinger. And the print head stayed in the same spot, right? The reason I clued into this company is because they created an XY printer, meaning it had movement in the X and the Y region as well as Z up and down. And that's exactly what I am trained to do with the CNC. My brain thinks X, Y, Z, right? I know how that works. And I was like, I think I can get behind this. Now, what you're showing your viewers is the Bamboo Lab P1S. This is the entry-level printer, but it has the sides and the doors and the top. But it also comes with this little gadget on the top with four rolls of filament in this box called the uh, material management system the or the AMS automatic material system and you can print in those four colors Jim and it will change them on the fly for you if you have a little white it'll print a white a little green a little red and it'll go back and forth and it'll make whatever you want in where, where in the past you'd have to change the filament right to make yes that, to make you would that in your software you would have to yeah. build in a pause and then roll, you know, pull out the filament, put in the new filament, purge the filament, and then hit print and then hope that you had enough flowing that it was going to pick up and do everything, you know, what what you wanted. Now, I got one that's similar to this, Jim, but this is called, uh, mine is called the P1P. It's a very stripped down uh, black box. It has It had no sides, no doors, no windows right there. And it's just basic, but it has the XYZ and it's uh it's an amazing printer, Jim. Amazing. And it did everything that I was hoping it would do that I followed this company for, for many, many months. I put it in the basement, Jim, in the exact same spot where you and I sat on the floor and put a 1060 video card into <laughs> one of my PCs. And got a nice hash running. I know that spot. Sat in that spot and printed out my first print. And I was just blown away. I've since, I I built a desk. I'm a woodworker. I needed a desk. I built a desk. And I have it in my office, uh, which is now a hobby room. Um, I've built a ginormous hobby desk for Legos and models and whatnot. And me and the boys will sit at our hobby desk and throw Legos at each other. So we have a good time. Yeah, that's nice. The, the, the Lego bit, right? My kids, I mean, listen, my kids, my oldest, you know, thir- almost 35. And we, we were talking about Christmas this year and they're, mm-hmm. they're still adding Legos. To oh, yeah. Their, yeah. <laughs> to their, I yeah. have one. I'm, I'm in the middle. Of, I can look over here and look at my table and I see my Lego that's in, in process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my Marine, he builds the NASA Legos. So he's got the space shuttle and the mm-hmm. Apollo, all the, all the, the Apollo stuff and all the, 
all the NASA gear uh, he, you know, he likes. So what was, so what was the first thing you printed? I mean, what, what'd you put it? I print did, on? I did test prints, Jim, of course. Okay. Um, I refined what I thought it would do, how I thought it would do it. And then I bought it, Jim, to help me out in the wood shop. I mean, simple as that. I wanted to print extra little doodads to help me out organization. I have some, some tools that you can, uh, that 3d prints are readily available for them to, you know, that clip on that help you. I always have an idea of like, man, if I just could, you know, print that, I, if I could just do that. And, um, I had the experience in 2D with the CNC. Now the CNC is a subtractive mechanism, right? You put a a block of something and you subtract material away from it to create. And 3D you have to think opposite. You know, you have to you have to lay foundations. You have to create something in 3D space and that took, you know, different softwares and new thinkings and um where you're you know, creating rectangles and circles and extruding it and dimensions and cuts. And it, 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 it's, it's amazing. It's, it's fun to get an idea in your head and you think, wait, I could make that. <laughs> and then it, I'm one of those people where if I, if that happens at 11 PM, I'm screwed, you know, because <laughs> I will be up until 3 AM, Yeah, you yeah. know, getting that idea out of my head you know, trying to create that in a 3d workspace yeah, and then uh, throwing it onto the printer. I remember the first thing I did, I was like, I need that. I needed this round gasket thing, you know? And I was like, I, I, I can do this. I can do this. I was like, wait a minute. I have to literally create the circle, you know, extrude it to the depth that I want the gasket and then do the inner diameter and the outer diameter. I'm like, that's very easy, but I, it hit me at that point. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not downloading, you know, a dinosaur off the free 3D printer site mm -hmm. anymore. I'm mm -hmm. creating what I need at that moment. And it was, it's one of those magical moments that unlocks in your brain. It's like, wait a minute, I can make this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I, I think it requires, you know, when you're sculpting, that's, take, that's also taking away. But it, I think it's the same idea, this creativity of building something out of nothing. And I, I've never been very good at that. You, you talk about this and I'm like, oh, that would be super frustrating <laughs> for me. <laughs> now, if, if, I, if you could, you know, if I could get a community mm -hmm. and they had plans and there was things I could go just go get, yeah. bring it in and print it. I'm assuming that it, that's that a exists. beautiful thing with this now it is changing and it's changing very fast and jim when i first got into it and i'm talking early summer right is when i first got my printer um you can go to all these different sites out here on the internet and just look through not hundreds not thousands tens of thousands of free things to do and yes you can print a a pokemon you can print something from the Mario world, but you can also people, people just have a need, Jim. And like that gasket of mine, I, you can take that gasket and just put it online and say, Hey, if you have a need for a gasket, that's this, here's it free. I built it, take it. And 
there's this stupid thing like this thing right here. Um, it's just this little holder for a Apple watch puck, right? It, it just holds an Apple watch and I have a hand-me-down Apple watch. And sometimes when it's up here, I'll throw it on that little thing. And it was one of those, like I ran across it and was like, Oh, that's kind of neat. I yeah. should just print that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I told myself, well, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get crazy printing tchotchkes in, in, in knickknacks, but I don't know. I see something. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Let me grab this. I have SSDs and little hard drives um, on my desk, you know, plugged into the back of my computer. And I can literally slide that drive into this little holder. I don't have, yeah, here it is. I still have tons of hard drives, guys. <laughs> it, it, Something it never, never changes. Yeah, it never changes. Right. You know, here, here's a little, uh, it's just an example of, you know, a small SSD. And, or, and I'm, I mostly have those little external Western digital drives that yeah. have the little glossy case. Right. And it just sits, I got it. <laughs> it just sits in this little holder on yeah. your desk. It's just yeah. little things like that just blow me away that, Somebody had the need and they just like, I'm just going to make that. What and, what does something like that? How much time? There's a lot of material. You think of that hard drive holder that you have there. What, yeah, what's this was on this new printer? This was probably an hour or two okay. to print. And it was probably something this size here, Jim. This is fitting in the palm of my hand for audio listeners. Yeah, yeah. This was probably 70 cents in plastic and filament because yeah. you can get a kilogram of filament for anywhere from 12 to $30, depending on it, on its type. Yeah. And uh, I, I just print in the very basic filaments called PLA polylactic acid, something. And you can print those and it doesn't release off like harmful gases. And what, like if you're printing carbon fiber stuff, mm -hmm. Joe, Joe asked, do those require you to use their filaments so for for these you know bamboo? what i have found um their filaments bamboo labs are amazing they'll put an rfd tag rfid tag into their spool and when you put it in that material system that little box of four it'll recognize that and it'll tell your software immediately hey this is a pla mat it's marine blue and it starts with one kilogram. It knows, and then it will count off how much it uses and get to the end. So um, you can use theirs, but you can also use uh, filaments you get off uh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon has some basic stuff I wouldn't use, but there's other manufacturers, Sun Lu and eSun. And if you're fortunate enough to have a micro center near you, micro center has their own filament brand called Inland. And they put it on sale all the time, Jim. And we here in the, the X Home Server Show headquarters <laughs> now have a micro center. Oh. And it is. One of the most amazing stores. Mm -hmm. Jim, I don't want to rub this in at all. You are, but, though, but keep going. <laughs> I'm going to. 
in my micro center parking lot, I can throw a rock and hit three stores, micro center, Rockler. For those that don't know, Rockler is a woodworking store that has amazing tools and everything you could ever want. And a a Harbor Freight. (laughs) So cheap tools. Three places. And if I throw the rock a little harder, I can hit a Sam Ash, an REI. It's just this amazing spot here in central Indiana that I'm sure if we had another meetup, we would go to the micro center. Is that and in they, Fishers? Is that in Fishers? It is not. They oh. put it. They put it right off the one of the big freeways. Okay. okay. So, um, but is literally like fifteen minutes from me, Jim. Yeah. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds great. You know, in in it these okay. So you know you were you, you prefaced this conversation with you know three D printing. We've kind of gotten the idea that you can get a hundred and fifty or a three hundred dollar one. The one you got is six hundred dollars. I am right. in about a grand okay. because I bought that material system, mm-hmm. which that was my plan mm-hmm. um, all along. And they just recently released. You can get into the A one, which is a a smaller. It's actually a bed slinger, uh, bamboo lab printer with a a material system. I think you can get into that for five hundred dollars or less. So, and and they say out of the box, ready to go, fifteen minutes setup. Yes. You can be printing in fifteen minutes. Is that, that is the absolute truth. Wow, wow! I had a great experience with it. Now you're going to find experiences that vary, you know, from from people to people. You know, stuff gets damaged, uh, you know. But uh, if you do have a micro center near you, they stock this printer, and you can purchase it from oh. them as well. Vibration compensation, extrusion compensation. So it's it's compensating right for some of the stuff that may happen. It it, it has automatic leveling, automatic bed leveling. It prints faster than any printer on the market. Pretty close, except some very high end, uh, you know, hand hewn type printers. But it prints so fast, Jim, that the head moves and the machine will move. So they they have those vibration dampeners. They have sensors. And when you get it, you run a program and it will vibrate it um, on purpose. So it can measure the return vibrations where you have it sitting. You know, if you have it sitting on a pizza box, you know, it's going to move all over the place. But, um, you know, anytime you move it, you just rerun that calibration and it will... Um, it will do that for you automatically. Yeah. So it has like an automatic, like your printer has got a cleaning, you know, clean the head and those things. It has some automatic things you can hit and it'll, it'll recenter itself basically. Yeah. Or, or it does re- that. Re- rewrite itself. It does that. It has a, an app for Android, Android and iOS. And you can literally, um, it's a print from the cloud type device, which both makes people happy and freaks people out. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. it's connected and people right. don't like that. People have tinfoil hats. Right. I I don't mind. If they want to see the stupid crap that I'm printing, that's fine. I don't care. Anybody can take a look at stupid crap I'm printing. I do have a couple of designs that are my own that I am selling on Etsy. But they're not like, we're not talking rocket ship parts here. 
if they get copied, they get copied. If someone steals it and makes it, because you can literally look at the idea and go, well, I can make that, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Why would I pay you that? Right. You know? right. But, um, well, and you, in your case, sometimes, well, hey, yeah, you could make it. I put an hour or two or whatever into it. You can save somebody the time they can pay for it. They could probably do it. Themselves, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the CNC that I own, that company is embracing the 3D printing world. And they said, they just came out and said, hey, look, we designed some trays. If you want them here, print them. They even put the commercial flag on. They said, if you want to sell them, just link back to us and say, oh, hey, wow. Shapeoko wow. made this or, you know, Carbide 3D made this. Right. right. And uh, I'm even doing some of that. And wow. I showed you some pictures earlier of some of those uh, pretty blue and green trays that hold bits for the um, for the CNC that I that I operate today, and um, it, it's really neat. It's a it's a very open world right now. Now that's changing, Jim. That is changing day by day by day. Actually, not even um, there. You go if you're watching on video. If you look to the left, you can see Carbide 3D created uh, some bit trace that holds bits and whatnot. And I myself wanted to add to it. So I created a little CNC. You can see the board that's holding the trays. I created that little tray holder. And then I created these little blue and gray ones on the right, Jim. Uh, those are my designs. They're very simple, but I needed some open trays. Yeah. The like, tray underneath it's wood, right? The Yes. The- and then the trays, you've printed trays on top of it. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And you can see how I double the colors. I just, right. it makes it look nice. Mm-hmm. I got the little blue and gray and the yeah. and the green and gray, which I think looks. So that nice. might be a router, a, a router bit tray mm-hmm. might be in there, right? You could. It's um The idea is to have that in the drawer to keep it clean and undamaged. But when you need to bring out your most used clamps and bits and wrenches and what whatnots for your CNC, which it, it, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And most people just have this cardboard box, right? With all their stuff in it. And, or you cut a tray out and you think it's a, like a shadow tray where you put your calipers in there, you put your wrenches in there and, and that looks good for the first day. And then <laughs> you, you work and then you just, you know, shove everything in there. And, yeah. yeah. So well, I was thinking about, you know, there's those foam tool, you know, you put the, yes. you put it in the drawer and you can yes. cut it out and put tools in there. It's kind of thinking, you know, what would be cool is you could do that same thing for wrenches, but instead of it being foam, it could, you could put holders or outlines. There are them. plastic holders actually. Um, Usually when you buy the set of wrenches, it comes with a plastic thing that the, it's holding it, right? To, for yeah, for yeah. presentation. It, it never really works very well no. for working. But you can print 3D print those things now and you can get those free almost anywhere, Jim. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's the thing. Redesign them though. Maybe they're designed to hold the tools in during mm-hmm. shipping. You could take out the, you could design out this is where your uh, your CNC experience yeah. would work, right? Take out, extract out those holders or whatever, and mm-hmm. 
maybe maybe put it so you get your fingers around them and then yeah put those little cutouts around it yeah, yeah. that you can yeah, pick yeah. up yeah. Yeah, yeah i've jim i've made so many of those <laughs> for myself you know yeah and i have yeah. them you'll just see them everywhere and like if i make a tray like a whiskey tray and i screw it up or something i'll throw it into the drawer in the bench and it just starts collecting bits and yeah. drill bits or you know Phillips heads and star bits and yeah. there's trays everywhere in my garage. <laughs> everywhere. You, you've got a you've got an abundance of I do of, of trays. Do. But that's the cool thing about this this community is you can find these things for free. You don't have to design things for yourself. You don't have to pay for things off of Etsy. Um, someone has designed it and uploaded it for free. And you can find that like all of these items on the screen for the video watchers are that was free. All I had to do is provide the printer and the filament yeah. and uh, carbide 3d provided the, uh, the design. And I printed out that little tray, that little tray will end up going in the drawer, right. To keep it from things from flying around. So that was going to be my value add, Jim. I have not gone to market with that yet, but my value add was going to be, Hey, if you can print these for free, but if you want, want it now, you right. can buy mine. Right. I will send it to you. Right. And then I will give you the free file for your CNC because that's what you're buying this for to hold right. your CNC bits. I'll give you the free file yeah. for the, yeah. the, the cutout board, whatever you call it. Right. Yeah. And for some, they just want it. They like for me. I, sometimes I just rather like you know. I'm just gonna pay for it. It's just yeah. easier if if I really need it. The yeah. industry is going towards a paid model, Jim, and it's it's like a Patreon where yeah. you subscribe to someone's Patreon and then they give you all of their models that they've created, right? And it's like a club, and there's some very technical terms about dripping. Yeah, models you know to your patrons at a certain rate per month and then at 12 months or you can buy in at 12 months and you get it all and i am right there jim i'm right at the cusp i have so many files that i've created that i either sell or my plans i have tool bench plans like i'm looking at there's a three thousand dollars worth of hard maple sitting right here <laughs> that I made this ginormous hobby bench. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it um, probably rather quickly, but um, it, it's a huge monster of a bench and I have plans for that. Right. But there's so it's so specialized and I perceive it as a difficult build that I don't want to sell it because I don't want people to not be successful with it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if I owned like a Patreon shop where people subscribed and they got mm -hmm. all of my 3d printing, all of my signs, I create signs nonstop, Jim. I I've, I've got plans for furniture, for shelving, for a desk, for, kitchen cabinets for laundry cabinets you you name it i have created you'll see some of it this is the 2023 halloween offering jim <laughs> what we're showing on screen right now yeah, right yeah. um yeah. these are my signs 
I took a couple of older designs and then like that one in the middle, I did a just rough the hell out of it, right? Just sand off until you feel like you've gotten it to a good point or scrape, actually scrape off paint. Perfectly good paint. <laughs> paint you just painted on mm-hmm. there. You're not, you're not. Paint I just paid for. Distressing. <laughs> right. Um, but that, that's that's something I do uh, here and there, and selling those things. And do you think on the back on the 3D printer side, you know, the only I like, I'm always checking out solar power and its ROI, and I can never make I can never justify it here in Nebraska just because our power is so cheap. But the 3D printer, okay, you're in a thousand bucks. From an ROI standpoint, you ever think you'll make that back, or is it really? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's I'm too probably I've okay. sold a few things, Jim. I'm probably a couple hundred bucks back into it okay. over five months. Yeah, you haven't had it that long. Owning it, yeah. yeah. I I really feel like my learning curve is just like I'm starting to get there. Uh, it's the 3D modeling portion. It's the Fusion 360. Uh, or on shape or uh, there's all kinds of blender tinkercad there's all kinds of programs that you you got to pick one you got to get out there and you got to figure it out and um that's the hard part is drawing it before you cut it or print it hey there's my kids pickup yeah i was gonna say i don't know if i'm supposed to show that no that's fine okay and, and what the deal is, is I gave Jim a handful of photos, you know, my kids, and uh, that's my 16-year-old's uh, new do, car. Do you use it to help haul some wood from time Absolutely. to time? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the family pickup. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting one of these of this era. You know, this is, what is this? Uh, that's a 97. Yeah, yeah. That's old, Jim. Yeah, well, but it looks good. Oh, looks it's like in fantastic it's good shape. shape. Yeah. 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 It looks like it's in good shape, but been thinking of getting one of those just for that. I I've been, uh, you know, I've been, we built this big fire pit in the backyard mm-hmm. and it, it consumes wood. Right. And we have some good fires in it. And I'm, I'm always thinking like, how do I get more wood? Like, how, how do I get more wood? And uh, listen on Facebook marketplace all the time. There's people who've cut down trees and like, come take this wood. Yes. Like, just get, just take it. Right. So I've been, you can't, you can't put it in the, you can't put wood in the back of a Subaru, not the Subaru right. legacy. <laughs> I mean, I can, I bought a little mat cause I have been throwing wood back there, but so no, getting a little truck like this is, is helpful. So I'm sure that doubles for you is, uh, it's very way. utilitarian. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful speaking of, I burnt two boxes of wood scraps today in my, uh, yeah. solo. Yeah. What I do is I'll keep, um, think of if you buy a case of, uh, coffee pods, it comes in a, a, a standard size box and it fits in the solo fire pit, Yeah. but I will take my cutoffs yeah. and I'll, I, sometimes I even cut them back down smaller yeah. and I only, I don't put in plywood, but I'll put in I, mostly pine, cherry, oak, and walnut mm-hmm. all goes in there. and. I'll seal the box and I'll set the whole box into the fire pit and I just use that clicker uh, for the whiskey smoker yeah, <laughs> and light that box on fire and the whole thing will go up. Yeah. I burned two of those today just to get rid of them. 
right? Right. No one was out by the fire. Oh, for both boxes. Oh, that's terrible. I just that's getting terrible. rid of it, Jim. So you need to find right. someone like me <laughs> that has scraps, and I would give you those scraps in a box ready to take yeah. to your campfire. Yeah, my my tree. I have a tree guy that lives across the street, and so I've asked him. I'm like, hey, can I just go out with you on a run? I'll help you. Then you can give me some. You know, we can drop off some wood at my place when we're done. And so far that's worked twice. That's been pretty, okay. it's been, been pretty nice, but well, that's perfect. The solo stove is perfect for that because you know, it's which did you get like Yukon? Do you have the big one or it's the big one? one and yeah. it, I, it was when they first came out, Jim, right, it was right, a right. very, it's a very early model, but yes, if you keep that box below the rim and you light it on fire, it just cooks it until there is, there's no ash left, Jim. Yeah. It's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it just they're super disappears. Yep. I check on it. I'll poke my head around the corner and look at the pit and make sure it's not burning the house down. <laughs> We're good to go. I burned yeah. two boxes today. Yeah. J- Jay's feeling a little bad. He came on the show and talked about build the fire pit. He didn't get it done yet. So Jay, let's get, uh, let's get cracking on that thing. Joe also says uh, that I could use a flatbed trailer and that would, I could put a, hitch on my legacy and we do have a outback so i could use that for mm-hmm. some of these kinds of things but it, I, once i went out with my with my neighbor tree guy and he's got this big flatbed trailer and he's like you want some of this wood i'm like heck yeah and we just put it at the end of the trailer he backed it in the driveway we dropped it at the next to the house and then i split it a little bit later, I was like, oh, I don't ever want to go back to collecting wood again. I mean, after you split your own wood, it's like, whew. <laughs> uh, it's a good workout. I, I enjoy it. It's a good, it's a good workout. I, that's one of the, there's something about, and I, and I use a wedge. I just, I hand split it. So I use mm-hmm. a wedge for them, a couple wedges. There's something about hitting that wedge and that wood splits. It's just very satisfying. And you think my neighbor who the tree guy, he's like, you're nuts, dude. Like, but I'm like, <laughs> he does it all day long. Though. I sit in front of a computer all day and do yeah. nothing. Right? Yeah. And so, it, it's nice to there. Therefore, that's why you enjoy the pit. You know, exactly. you're outside you're smelling yeah. the smells and it's a complete reversal of looking at a screen. Do you think you'll like, okay, so I'm sure bamboo is continually working on upgrading. And is this one of those things where, and that, that 3d printer doesn't look very big. So do you think it'll be 285 millimeter square? Okay. So you can do about an eight inch tall, uh, print and 285 millimeter square print It's not big, but it's, you surprising how much you can fit in there. Right. Yeah. 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 You also, uh, you, I think you alluded to this earlier and, and I think this is maybe the, one of the best family things that I've seen is, is this the desk in the office there where everybody gathers around to build? The that living? is, yeah. that, that is definitely it. Um, uh, built by you. Did you build yeah, it? That, yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. my design and my build. It's all, uh, drawers, Undermount drawer slides, so you see all the nice, uh, pretty drawer sides there. And then on the other side, those are some Harbor Freight bins. I mean, very simple, uh, inexpensive bins that we have rocket parts and you name it, hobby parts. And the first time I've ever done this, Jim, is the top surface of this 
is a um, it's under the brand name Formica, right? It right. it's a kitchen counter plastic, but you can buy that, and I bought it from Home Depot, and they'll ship it to you in a big roll, and then you have to glue it down onto a substrate. And it was the first time I ever did that. I was like, I want this because I want to be able to get messy and yeah. gluey yeah. and not have it mar a wood surface. I want it to to be on a, um, you know, like a pl- it's a plastic. It's formica. It's yeah. plastic. Yeah. It's bulletproof. I mean, it, I don't want to say bulletproof. Yeah, it, it, almost bulletproof. It's You're right. Bulletproof. Yeah. You're right. And I took a um, uh, a big old piece of MDF and created a substrate and I wrapped it in it's got mitered corners of um, hard maple and you can get a better look at this on my uh, Instagram if you want but um, yeah it was a great it was a wonderful build I, I enjoyed every minute of it uh, there were those moments you know where I'm building it I'm like crap I don't know if this is going to fit through the door <laughs> So I it's heavy uh for my or uh both for mica and MDF are it's very modular heavy. Jim. Yeah. That is very modular. So it comes apart yeah. into different systems and is transportable up the top comes off, the drawers come out and each there's a a big piece that just goes right through the door. And you see that there's four spots. There's four spots for chairs all around that in order to put, you know, people. And you sort of, you don't really sit a lot. I find myself standing at it mostly. But sometimes it's nice to just corner your butt onto something to sit on. Yeah. So after we made this, I, or actually during the model of this, I modeled this after an Ikea chair. And the Ikea chair is not very wide, but it was uh, 24 inches to the seat, which is like a mid bar height. It's not a desk chair. It's not a student chair. It's not a bar stool, but it's like mid bar height. So I modeled this after that. This is a tall working desk that you're looking at. Yeah. And they were $95. And then with inflation, they went up to like $110, $115 each. I'm like, well, I can't have this. I just <laughs> need to make a chair. Yeah. So, and I didn't want to make any old chair. I made a CNC model of a bar, mid bar height chair that will fit my exact desk and will fit on my CNC table, which is not big. I can cut 30 inches by 30 inches on my CNC table. And so you can do it out of two plates, you know, two pieces of plywood. You set it down and then you make the chair. There's my chair. Jim, that is my chair. I made that chair. <laughs> you designed that and here I I'll designed go it, cut I'll it go out and show the video again. That guy right there. Did you buy the pad that, uh, that I did buy the pad. <laughs> my it's daughter would pad. make that pad for you, by the way. She See, did. that's. She could make it and sew it, and she's done that for us. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that you can create the seat of this chair. And um, I had a piece of plastic left over, if you stay on that photo. Oh, okay. Um, from the hobby desk build, 
and it was 23 inches deep and it was 65 inches wide. I'm like, that's my desk. Hmm. So if you think about my office upstairs, Jim, the 3D printer is sitting on this right now, right across from this little hobby table. And all of these uh, drawers and these two doors are filled with 3D printing filaments and tools and you name it. What's that? What's the wood on this? This is um, the cheapest plywood <laughs> at Home Depot that money will buy. So pine or whatever. <laughs> it's Pringles, I think they called it. Um, no, it was almost flat. Yes, it is um, maple veneered. Okay. Yeah. Maple veneered three quarter inch ply. Ply plywood. Yeah. And you can see I did it uh as a cabinet. These are two cabinets, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. They're two base cabinets. They're very wide base cabinets, but you can see the the toe kick because I stand over there a lot. Right. There's not a chair sitting there. Right. Is the is the cabinet design a pretty easy one to find online if you were going to uh, oh, build there's one of those? Millions, I, I millions. Say, it's got to be pretty common. Right? I can sell you mine. But, <laughs> and I designed mine so simple, Jim. I mean, it is so simple. Yeah. Um, if you, my plan is on Etsy right now. And if you bought it and and built it, you know, you could buy a sheet of plywood and, and build that cabinet, you know, this weekend if you wanted to. And uh, it's so simple. It is. so. If you can cut straight with anything, you can build that. cabinet. <laughs> well, that would be questionable for me. <laughs> you, you, you sent one more picture though. You've got some, uh, you, did you build, is this a, like a display cabinet? This is my Lego display uh, shelf. And you see that moon there, Jim? Mm-hmm. At the That's bottom, bottom, 3D right. printed. Really? That's a 3D printed moon lamp. Really? That took 28 hours. Wow. To 3D print. But you can, can you see the contours and the shadows? Yeah. The, the photo I've taken is doing it no justice whatsoever, Jim. It looks so cool. That is so cool. And you can see my Lego. I'm, I'm a space nerd too. Yeah. My, my son has that one. Yeah. yeah Love yeah. that build. That was yeah. such a fun build. 28 hours. To, so I'm assuming it's just, it's just spinning. Yeah. Layer by layer by layer. Super thin layer, right? It's actually kind of thick, Jim. This really? is a very hardy build. And that outside layer is all the little bumps and it's creating these shadows by thickness. Right. And it's an actual moon map. They didn't guess at oh, this. Wow. They, wow. it is, and you can get that free. That model is free to print. Wow. That's cool. Little Maybe. light then. Little light goes Just in. Just bought a light off of Amazon and yeah. printed a stand and done. <laughs> but you can see my shelf, Jim. See, this is something I take pride in is like I I ran all the trim around the shelf in a little piece of hard maple. You know, so you're not seeing the plywood. It's called banding. And then I took on the top is a nice piece of hard maple. Um, it looks kind of like a tabletop or a coffee tabletop. It's got some some beveled edges. And it's just something you take your time with and make yeah. something nice yeah. for yourself. Yeah, an interesting design as the back is open with the exception of the middle, which has a support piece that goes down the back. Do right you there. know the reason why I did it like that? Mm-mm. 
So it would fit on one piece of plywood. I have this <laughs> thing, Jim, where if I can build something out of one sheet, yeah. I feel like it's a win. Yeah. That whole shelf is one sheet. Now, the top is a piece of hard maple. The banding is, you know, extra. Mm-hmm. But most guys that work with wood, you can find that stuff laying around in your shop and you can just glue it on, nail it on or whatever. Yeah. Here's a, here's a look of it. Here's a look at it. I'm assuming this is out in the shop. We'll throw that out there. That's probably, yeah, it's one of my very early, but look how that maple, look at that. This is maple veneered plywood from home Depot. Yeah. But once you put, uh, I think I did a wipe on polyurethane on that which is simple i mean literally you wipe it on it dries you sand it and you do it again and you're done what does uh what's plywood going for veneered plywood going for these that one that sheet was 85 oh it's not too that's not terribly bad yeah yeah those used to be (sighs) those used to be about 50 bucks i was gonna say 40 50 yeah probably pre pre pre-covid with everything pre-covid yeah Here's here's a look. This is this is on the CNC, right? That is. This is you cutting out that uh, dead and breakfast sign. There. What? What's a typical like a sign like this? What, what? How many hours do you think you have into that? Into something like that? Actually, that cut, Jim, takes yeah. probably thirteen minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Um, the problem, Jim, is the paint. It's the painting. Yeah. yeah. Right, um, you saw that round sign that which has hours and hours of painting in it, and this one, the reason that it looks so funny is there's a piece of plastic on top of it. Mm. I'm not only cutting the wood, but I'm cutting the plastic, and then what I do is I'll clean it up and then I'll paint it, and I'm the world's worst painter. <laughs> I may seem like I'm crafty, but I'm not I paint like, you know, a two-year-old with a seven-inch, you know, paintbrush. <laughs> I am that detailed. Oh, yeah. But with yeah. that plastic laying on it, you can just slop your acrylic paint on it. And ah, then when the acrylic oh. paint dries, you pull the plastic off. Got it. And your lines are just crisp. I got it. So before Beautiful. the cut, you're laying, the, it's almost like painter's tape. Yeah. Right. So you're putting that down and then you're letting the CNC cut through it. Then you paint it, then pull that off, and it just gives you the super. There's some things you have to do. You have to do some sealing tricks. Your blades have to be sharp. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and and you you have some cleanup to do. But um, Jim, I cut yours in uh, several different methods. Yours is a multi cut because you can see how difficult your logo is because the glass is the black within the white, right? Right. But your G and your 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 text on the top are all cut under plastic. Yeah. Here we'll, yeah. I wish I could zoom in on that now. That's yeah. fine. That's great. That's right. Yeah. We don't want anybody to see all the detail. <laughs> if you get the angle, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can see the flaws. No, I actually yeah. thought it turned out really nicely. I, it's, I, I really love it. Everybody that sees it goes, Oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> buddy made that for me. So yeah. Yeah. No, super cool. Yeah. It's a little, a little, little bit of work that goes into it, but, but you're, I mean, this is, is it, is it a little addictive to, to, to you like, you, 
you start one of these and you're like, what am I doing? And then you get done and you're like, that was great. I mean, is it that kind of situation? There's yes, absolutely. There's times where you're humbled beyond belief where you kick your boots off and you crawl to bed thinking I am the worst (laughs) maker ever. I am just awful. Why did I even try this? And then there's those times where you slide that piece into its final location. You're like, son of a bleep. I just made that. Yeah. Step back and you're like, I just, I made that. Whoa. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. And you, surprisingly, you, Jim, there's a lot of makers in our community. Like um, Gordon Schmidt, he's a big maker. He's got more tools than I do, man. Wow. Yeah. Along with all those snowmobiles he has. Yeah. I need to, I haven't talked to Gordon in a long time. I know. I, I, every once in a while we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll talk over Instagram. Yeah. How's that tool? He's like, Oh, it's a great tool. That's a good, that's a good, he was a good podcaster. I have to, I'll have to track him down again. I can a fun guy of him. Yeah. In the community. Have him on. He had a whole, he had a slew, slew, slew of kids at one point, four or five. And, uh, he got really, he got kind of busy yeah. and it was hard to get him. As but, one uh, yeah. His kids are probably growing up. They're probably not, uh, well, they're probably racing around on the, uh, on the snowmobile. Yeah. They're, they're in powder right now. <laughs> Minnesota. Always snowing in Minnesota. <laughs> Always snowing. Well, Dave, as we think about wrapping this up, let's get a little, let's do a little tech. Uh, cause you know, you and I both started in this space. What uh, what's keeping you busy from a technology standpoint? Right Tech, now? I am still in the Synology arena. Uh, much of the same, Jim. There's three in the house that all talk to each other, that all back up. Uh, still have a lot of cloud. Um, I don't have the websites that I used to have, yeah. which afforded me a lot of offsite. Um, not only the ability to code something to do a task, but the ability to temporary store something, I don't have that anymore. So I've had to, you know, figure some personal things out, but I do have um, a lot of backups. I still have tons of backups. Um, I did open an instance of home automation that you told me to, to home assistant, home assistant. Yeah. And I got it running and I looked at it and I <laughs> connected the app to it and I looked at the app and I went to bed. I'm uh, like, I did it. I don't know what I did, but mm-hmm. I, Jim, I just don't know what to do with it anymore. So I have, I have technology in the house, but I'm finding more and more that when it's battery expires, yeah, I usually just leave it hanging up there and never touch it again and just kind of delete it out of the program. I'm currently in a mode where I'm trying to get out of smart things. Mm. I'm trying to remove myself mm-hmm. from smart things. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of, it's going to um, make some people sad, Dave, by the way you say it so. is, it's fine though. Yeah. It is fine. <laughs> I don't feel like I have different things to chase, right? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't get that same euphoria yeah. as I yeah. once did when a box of door sensors are and like, Oh, yeah three different kinds of door sensors. I know what I'm doing this weekend. Yes. You know, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. It's just like, Ooh, I got a new delve square from woodpeckers. I'm like, I'm going to go square up my jointer so bad. 
you know, <laughs> square up your jointers, which is code for something else. But anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, That's my, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. and I'm sure right people right on, geek right out on. over the things they want to geek out over. And I, my taste have just moved on Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm the guy that yells at the A-L-E-X-A and like, don't you know what I'm thinking? You know what I want to know. So why don't you do it? But I, I still, I'm still a geek. I still want to have my phones. Um, I'm, I'm an Apple phone guy now because my kids are. Yep. And once you buy the Apple phone, you buy other things. And I bought the AirPods pro and I don't think I'll ever go back. You got a watch, right? You I was given, I was given a watch series three. Oh, I have a four and it's great. They're fine. I yeah. just don't wear it. Oh, well that doesn't I, help. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like to wear it, but then I yeah. don't, but I'm sure if I had a fancy brand new one, I would wear it for a little while. <laughs> They're not that much better. <laughs> just to be honest, like they don't do that much more. The I bought the four instead of the three cause it had the AFib. I think I would like it for the health, yeah. but I don't, I wouldn't need it to, you know, time my runs, Jim. Right. You know, right. It's not not a great, listen, it's not a great fitness watch for those kinds of things, but general health, Mm -hmm. general tracking, that kind of stuff. It's great for, but the common things like what the phone can do yeah, and the, the AirPods pro Jim, that's changed everything. I mean, I mow with those. Yeah. I, you know, you travel with those. They're just amazing with yeah. the, yeah. the cancellation. I, I don't know how I got along with that. You know, I used <laughs> yeah. to use the, the bows, yep. the big ones. And actually those are coming back into style, but yeah. Um, I don't know how I got along without those. And I've had a plethora of Apple devices all the way up to what I'm using now. I'm still, I have two iMacs sitting in front of me. I'm a creative gym. I run creative software. I feel like that I just grew up with the Mac and creativeness. And mm-hmm. I've told you before, Jim, I, I have my MacBook. I, I'm in a MacBook Air M2 right now, mm. um, which I absolutely love. And there was a point where you and I were still uh, in our windows phase and I bought a brand new surface laptop too. I think it was, and it was beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous and I just didn't love it. I just, mm-hmm. I just didn't love it. I just returned it. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. That's when I turned in my pen, Jim. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I know that's programs nine years old now. Yeah crazy i just got that email today from them yeah so funny and, story do you still have that lenovo laptop do you remember the yeah Le- no Le- i remember no no so i think it's long gone yours is long gone yeah, i still oh, yeah. use mine today really so the funny story that nobody on your show knows unless you have told them was back in a home server show podcast day i brought up that i would like to try a Chromebook. And then the next week, here's Dave with a Chromebook. I had bought it's, it's awful machine. It was absolutely abhorrent, 
awful Chromebook, but it was new, right? And I'm trying it. I liked it because it ran Chrome. Three days after that episode aired, there's a box that, you know, back in these days, I knew what coming, what was coming on FedEx. This came and I had no clue. I'm like, what is this? Open it up. And it was from your friends at Microsoft. <laughs> and it's a brand new Lenovo Yoga. Yeah. I mean, this thing did the flippy bendy yeah. touch screen. It was top of the line, Jim. Mm-hmm. I know because we got you one. Yeah. We're getting yeah. to that part. Yeah. From your friends at Microsoft. Well, maybe they listened to home server show mm-hmm. and they didn't. <laughs> they And this was a Surface Geeks uh, era as well. And uh, I don't think that they thought the Chromebook was that. It was just a. They did not story. want you. Yeah, they did. They not did not you. like that Chromebook on that they show. Did not want you running uh, Lenovo Yoga. So that machine is in my garage right now, attached to the CNC. It's a twenty four seven machine. Yeah, it'd be good use for it. Never turns yep. off. Yeah, Jim, when was that? When? It's got to be eight years ago. Because be eight, a year later, years a year after that, we traveled. We were in Redmond. We were on the campus. We were at an, I'll say, an unnamed marketing executive's office mm-hmm. and asked me, hey, Dave, you still got that Lenovo? I'm like, yeah, I love that thing. And he's like, you need another one? I'm like, honestly, I don't need another one. And uh, he's like, Jim, do you want one? And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. Inside you were going, hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except he Those couldn't were- find the power cord. That's I had true. to buy I had to buy a power cord for it a little bit later. Those were the but days, Jim. Those were those were fun those days. Were the days. Joe Joe says, "Oh, more congrat- self-congratulatory backslapping." I think we- of that often. I do. I, do. I use that I statement that. all the time when people I are do. when when uh, when things are getting a little carried away on uh, recognition, I say, "Oh, that's self-congratulatory." Some of the stories that we never told, you know, the some of the stories we couldn't tell the audience, right? Right. right. Because yeah. of the the whole Windows, yeah, uh, thing. It's a different world on campus now. There, that whole program's changed over, right? Yeah, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Panos is gone. Panos just Panos recently. And, well, Dave, always great, always great to have you on. Uh, I, I always get about an hour in a few in some change of your voice, and then it, and then it starts. I know, my my voice gives out, and I'm done. Um, <laughs> You know, in case we don't get to do this again, there's this oh, other story. That, but go ahead. But there's go ahead. this. There was a, there was a time where um, it was Surface Three era. I don't know why this is on my mind. I think because of that Lenovo story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Surface Three. I I hold the world's record <laughs> for the first human being to ever destroy a Surface Three. The device had never even been on the store shelves yet, Jim. And I'd already dropped one and broken it. The story is, Microsoft is, is it was always so good to me. They flew me out to New York and I met tons of, tons of stars. And they gave me a Surface 3 and they said, here, take this home. They're not, uh, they're not released yet. And this one doesn't have a UL tag on it yet. So, you know. Just be careful with it. Don't mm-hmm. don't publish anything. Just here, take this. Just, just use it. Just use it. Have fun. Well, I dropped it in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and I broke it. 
I felt so bad, Jim. Yeah. I felt so bad. And I told Microsoft, I'm like, do you want this back? And they're like, no. I'm like, can I have another one? <laughs> did they give you one? They did they give you another? They gave me another one. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were always very generous. You know, Microsoft. Yeah. They were, yeah. yeah. They were always very generous. Yeah, they were so they were really good to me. But. They were good hosts. Like when we went for all the MVP stuff that we did together. Oh, yeah. It was always very if there's good. anything I miss, it's that right yeah. there. Yeah. Those moments. It's like I used to tell you during the meetups where you do the opening statement and you sit back in the back of the room and you just relax back and you look at what you've created and it just runs. Yeah. Right. Those meetups. I told you that feeling. I don't know why I'd always had that feeling of like this accomplishment. You just sit back and watch it go. You created something. Yeah. It was always, yeah. it, it was always fun to, to yeah. do that. Well, my, this is the feeling I have when I do this podcast. I've listen. I told you, I've tried to stop this thing several yeah. times. It's hard to stop. I've watched you stop two, three, actually. Uh, maybe more, uh, but I've watched you start and stop a few and, uh, and I just enjoy like, it's moments like this where I get to spend an hour and some change with you. We have some dear mm -hmm. friends who are listening on the other end live. There'll be, oh, a couple hundred, whatever that number is, who listen to it later. I'll get a few emails. They appreciate hearing from you and you kind of go, yeah, I'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I? Like, there's no... <laughs> It's not like this is hard. <laughs> you know, you just get on a microphone, ask some questions, yeah. enjoy the time. You know, until something in your life tells you that you need to change, there's no reason for you to not to. No, no. To and there isn't. It. Like my kids are yeah. gone. Sarah doesn't even really like me. And so <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, it's just like, yeah, Thursday nights. It's so funny how these things settle in and. Jim Shoemaker is uh, put the hashtag best meetup ever out there, which is, that was a good hashtag is a, a pretty good one. You know what? We have the micro center now. So if anybody wants to come and uh, oh, yeah, we need to get out there, yeah, make it happen, Jim, before yeah. episode 600, <laughs> get us a new hashtag and we'll, we'll do something in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sp yeah. late spring, early May ish. Yeah. Something along those lines. I said that about eight times. It never really, I have a, the hardest time getting those going. I don't know. You were always really good at that. You said it, you follow through. I, I've tried to, I've, I've tried to think about Omaha. would be a great location center of the country. You think it would be mm -hmm. easy for me. And every time I get it started, I just go. Eh. It's an amazing thing to, to release something in the wild like that yeah, and yeah. have people yeah. put down hard-earned money for a plane ticket no, to come to something yeah. that you made. It's, it's unbelievable. And the friends that we made like Scoon and, and, and all these guys in your lobby right now listening yeah. are just yeah. amazing humans, yeah. amazing humans that would do absolutely anything for either you and I or Scoon or Chris Kenny or Lux or, Zadler, you know, if we needed something, those guys would be like, all right, Dave, we got to <laughs> hurt. Let's go. You know, Johnny Z, Johnny Z. Z. Oh my gosh. What great memories. What great memories. Well, Dave, I always appreciate you coming on. Thanks for saying yes. 
we'll have you on for 604 or something like that because I'm just going to keep going. It's okay. just, it's just too much fun. It's just too much fun. Maybe we get something together. I don't know. I say that and then I'm, I'm, I, if anything, the, if anything, I don't want to exclude anyone. Anyone would be always welcome, you know, here. Yeah. But you guys are always welcome. I appreciate that. You, yeah. Chris, and Schoon, and all these guys, and yeah. Stutzman. I haven't even heard of Stutzman in I haven't seen two John or three in a years. <laughs> Vinyl Freak. I, I think I follow, I follow all these yeah. guys on Facebook. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like we're in each other's hometowns. We just don't yeah. see each other. Yeah. Well, everybody's, every, you know, everybody's got everybody's their thing. Busy. Everybody's got their thing. So everybody's busy. Well, Thank we'll you for having me. No, great to have you. Can you hang out for just one second you as bet. I close this thing up? A couple reminders on the way out. Uh, don't forget to join us in the Discord group. Very nice group out there, the average guy.tv slash Discord. If you want to leave a message for me, got a comment, a question, whatever, just go over to homegadgetgeeks.com. Just hit the microphone button and leave us a message. Kyle Wilcox, that's another name that we, that right? Yeah, there we go. Kyle's been on before. I need to get him back on, too. He's always a great guy to have. TheAverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. That's Christian. You know him. He's been on the show, continues to come on the show. By the way, Dave, best decision I ever made was to fold in Cyber Frontiers <laughs> to Home Gadget Geeks. I did. I guess I have closed down one time. I never miss an HGG with Christian on it. Yeah, so make sure you tell him that because I really I enjoy. I will. He needs to double up, though. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get him more. Get him on here more often. Of course, uh, his plans uh, start uh, web hosting as is as uh, inexpensive as ten dollars a month. Check it out, Maple Grove Partners, all one word. Dot. Come send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. And a few of you do from time to time. I always appreciate you hearing from you, Neil. I especially enjoy hearing from you. Neil is my most faithful emailer and he sends me ah, probably every three weeks. I get a message from him. Neil, thanks for doing that. We are live every Thursday, 8 PM central nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv slash live. We'll be back next week. I think it's blank, but I'm going to fill it in with somebody. And then I've got the two shows behind the schedule. We've got guests with some crazy technology that you're going to want to be here for. Come out and join us next Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. For those of you who listen live, Joe, Brian, uh, Jay, I saw Ken earlier, Jim Shoemaker, Brian, if I, I think I already said Brian already, but I'll say Brian again. Thanks for coming out. And with that, we'll say goodbye.